0: Hi, this is Paul Mackey in my dining room in Duluth, Minnesota. And I've got some more reminiscences for you. Since getting Disney Plus, we've been trying to catch up on all the Marvel movies, many of which the kids missed by being too young at the time, and which I missed just by not really having that much interest. Back when the Joss Whedon directed original Avengers film was released, Darcy saw it first and had to convince me to see it. Despite being something of a Joss Whedon fanboy, I had little interest. After all, I'd seen Iron Man, and it was merely okay. I did not go to see any of the other films for the other leads, having not been too interested in Captain America, Thor, or The Incredible Hulk. So, why should I go to a movie with all of them in it? I did eventually see the movie, and enjoyed it. That didn't get me on board for watching the other films in the MCU, other than the ones the kids wanted to see, though. I had some peripheral clue that the Infinity Gauntlet storyline was significant in the comic realm, so I went to those two films. Endgame ended up being a little bit dull for me, perhaps due to my lack of investment in the majority of the characters. This is all to say, in some aspects, I'm not a very good geek. Back in the days when I was working in Between the Lines studios on their productions. A guy named Scott Corelli launched an interesting project. Scott had been involved in Buffy Between the Lines, and we all got to know each other pretty well doing those shows. The collaboration on the show involved virtual table reads, lots of emails back and forth with the various staff involved in aspects of production. Uh, You know, while I'm thinking about it, I was pleased to hear Clinton Alvord involved in Dog Days... Uh, he played a character in one of my episodes, *The uh, Between the Lions*, *Buffy Between the Lions* season two. Uh, he was Mayor Wilkins that season, and so therefore the character was a key to a major plot point in my episode. But back to Scott Carelli. he had a project he was getting off the ground called *Geek by Night* an audio drama that was entirely original that he was building from the ground up. He had a great opportunity to cast and crew his production, seeing as we were all in one place at Between the Lines. I'm not sure what verb to use. To say he poached a lot of voice talent and staff from Between the Lines comes out sounding at least 60% untrue, as he had set tabs and Kim's support for his project. Anyway, I assume you see what I mean. Geek by Night shared a lot of literal DNA with Between the Lines. Geek by Night was the story of a group of geeky misfits who shared a common hangout at their small-town comic shop. Circumstances occurred, as they often do, and they developed superpowers, then went on to fight crime in their city. I auditioned and was cast as Warren Moore, the Muffin Man, a disgruntled baker who took hostages. I tried out a few character voices in the audition. Okay, all my character voices, as I only have a few. Scott liked the sound I'd been using as Eric in Really Big Things, a sort of sound like Harry Monster from Sesame Street as far as I was aiming for. It was also a bit like Christian Bale's Batman, I guess. We dropped that from the character when the character returned later in the series. The show was, of course, very ambitious and had some staff shakeups that slowed production. And ultimately, Scott moved on from his living situation and moved into live film production, and the series just kind of pod-faded, unfortunately. I'm relying on somewhat hazy memory at this point, so I apologize if I got anything wrong in my recollection of how that all ended up. But I believe I have the gist correct. Anyhow, there was another podcast producer also involved in bringing some of the talent from Between the Lines Studios, among other wide-ranging sources. Her name was Sage Turtle. I wouldn't be surprised if someone in the dog day's orbit has also worked with Sage at some point. Frankly, I would hate to be tasked with mapping all the crosspoints between Farpoint Media, Between the Lines Studios, Geek by Night, and Sage Turtle's Quirky Nomads. I do know at least one person common to them all is Brian Brown, and I think he was my entry point into the quirky nomad's realm. You know, I don't think when Mark was listing all of the post-apocalyptic stories a few days ago, he mentioned when CIS Edmonds ruled the Earth by Cory Doctorow. Uh, Mark, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's definitely worth checking out. But uh, anyhow... Uh, through the miracle of Creative Commons licenses, Sage was able to produce a full audio-drama adaptation of When Sis Edmonds Ruled the Earth by Cory Doctorow. I think when she presented it to him, it was a complete though not unpleasant surprise. I'm pretty certain that Brian Brown was cast in it and plugged it to his friends, and that's how I heard about it. I also listened to subsequent episodes of Quirky Nomads, and Sage puts out calls for performers... Or did put out calls for performers, and I, of course, sent her an audition. It felt like a long time before she contacted me afterwards. I started out doing some small voice roles and then did a reading of a complete story and eventually participated in a quiz program and even a game show, as well as a role in a comic book adaptation Sage was working on, but I believe never released. Um, Priorities change, and I'm pretty certain that Sage was doing all of the production work herself. Uh, If I recall correctly, Quirky Nomads ended, and Sage tried one restart in podcasting afterward. Um, She does still work as a storyteller, though mainly in a live context. I checked to see if anything remains online of Quirky Nomads, but it appears that the domain was purchased by a travel company. And I couldn't find any trace of it on uh, any pod, feed, uh, pod catchers that I could use. Um, like the case of Geek by Night, I'm operating on hazy memory and incomplete information. So if I got any of the circumstances mixed up, I do apologize. Now, hopefully you recognize in my discussion at the beginning of this episode that I was using a discussion of my relative geek cred as an in to the Geek by Night story. The best thing about the good parts of the geek community is that it can be all-inclusive and you don't have to be the right kind of geek, nor do you have to self-identify as such if you don't want to. I'll leave off from my reminiscences for now. I believe I have to help make a carrot cake this afternoon. I'll talk to you later. And happy hunting.